fire people get overrated because we're so bigger than life. We expose ourselves. And then the water people are like, I can't say all that. I'm self-conscious. And we're like, well, that's why we're here. So if we're at the party and we say, Lex, will you please show up? You just take over. And then the earth person goes, how can I help you? So we all have roles in this movie. And it's very important as an astrologer, one of my gifts and relationship is you let people be who they are and don't you dare try changing them. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. That Sex Check listeners, I know that you have all heard me very briefly, every so often, talk about the fact that I am a Leo and I am fiery and feisty and uh, and that I'm bold and courageous and all those things. I very much resonate with my Leo self. And I am married to a very fiery Aries. And so we have a lot of fire going on in our lives. And just kind of leveraging that information, not as an excuse to be overly bold or overly feisty or overly courageous or Jordan to be a hothead or anything like that. We don't necessarily pass responsibility over on these things. Knowing our astrological signs and knowing our rising signs and knowing our moon signs and a couple of other pieces of information about our astrological charts has helped us communicate better and helps us describe what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, which ultimately brings us closer together and will at times help us move through conflict and crunchiness and swiftly into intimacy. So I know some people growing up, I am from many of y'all know small town Catholic upbringing. So reading the astrology section of the newspaper, I had to sneak it. So, and it don't even mention tarot, you know, so that, that was the upbringing that I have. And now, as I've grown older, the way that I look and view it is totally different to how I was introduced to it and the concepts and the ways that I was introduced to it growing up as a kid. And I am very excited to have the first roughly 45 minute to an hour long conversation with someone specifically about astrology and how people can use it to their advantage in their lives and in their relationships. And of course, in their love, for sure, for sure, for sure, in their love, and maybe even in their sex lives. So Ms. Deborah, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your gifts with everyone. That's my pleasure. So I would love if you could tell the listeners a little bit about your journey, not the whole journey, because I know it's practically impro- impossible to encapsulate a person's life in, you know, four to five minutes, but I would love your highlight reel. I am a astrologer of over 45 years. That's so crazy. How could someone do the same thing for that long? Oh, I know she's in love with it. And I'm also uh, have a master's in clinical psychology. So I went into great depth in my practice of studying. Why is everyone so funny or crazy or name it? You just tell me what to call it. So my fascination has endlessly had me staring at people. And then 
once I became a practitioner of people coming to see me, to your point, when relationship crisis and dynamics where they can't figure out what they're doing with their life or something just happened that blew up their whole psychology, they come to me and I look at the chart and I go, well, of course, you're in Saturn return. You're in, you're at that critical moment that everything, or of course, you're in a seven-year cycle and this is determined and described by planets or you're a hothead silly. And why would you expect anything less except that your kid keeps crying because they're water? So what can I do to support the identification of the characters in your household so that you can identify your natural instinct, but then don't make them be like you. That's not going to work. So basically over a period of forever, I have been um, endlessly, eternally in awe that there's this divine intelligence that To this day, I'm like, why is it so well organized up there? And why is it so bad down here? (laughs) Like, like what happened? They got the body really well designed, like all the healing that takes place after I I was just sick yesterday. I had food poisoning. And today I'm 100% back. Like that healing process, but not in the psychology of PTSD. When the impact of the psychology bumps into your head and your amygdala and your neurons, everything gets screwed up. It doesn't go back online. So I always want to call and say, excuse me, great job with the earth. Great job with the body. What were you thinking when you put an unconscious mind in the front door of our psyche that creates these sick thoughts and has somebody talking all the time? And who pays that guy? That's <laughs> shit about you. Like in the middle of the night, I woke up and I had this dream and I was like, really? We're working overtime, are we? <laughs> and who pays them? And who do they work for? So. That short answer is I've been captured since a very young age at the nature of the beast and the beauty of the divinity and how to marry the two. Mm. I love it so much. And it definitely resonates for me because I'm, I mean, granted, I'm only five years into having a business that's sex, well, five and a half now, but sex, love and relationship oriented. But I, I, every time I get washed over with gratitude and curiosity and an insatiable thirst for learning more in this subject matter. And in this field, I just think to myself, I hope I have this forever. I just hope that I have this light forever. So when you describe it 45 years in, I'm like, Oh, it's possible. It's really possible. And it gets better because the system of astrology, I have a school and it's just a six week long course. It happens twice a year Mm. and thousands of people come from around the world. And I watch them walk in just like you, like, I know I'm a Leo and I know my moon, but I, and then all of a sudden we get into the really psychological impact of what does it mean? For example, you were born under a lucky star. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. When you were born, Jupiter was on the top of the chart, like literally right above the hospital bed where you were born, straight above was Jupiter. And that tells me you're so lucky and you're so curious. It never goes away. Great. I like those things about me. I didn't know the luck part, but the curious part, for sure. <laughs> you not describe yourself as lucky professionally. It shows up in your professional life. Yeah, I I would say I do things differently than the way that I see everywhere, you know, other people in my space doing them. I feel like I have a different take and a different energy and a, and maybe even a different confidence as I move through it. That's yeah. what luck brings. Luck is living under correct knowledge. Some people don't know what luck is. They think, oh, it's just so random. It's not. It's people that like you who are so seriously curious that you keep opening up your mind. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love... I love, I don't want to say I love being proven wrong, 
though I love learning other perspectives and taking those as well. I like having lots of different perspectives. Jupiter and Gemini. Your Jupiter is what you love the most. Jupiter is the biggest planet in the heavens, a hundred times the size of Earth. Just wow. think, big! It's the planet of luck. And it was born right over your head. And it's in Gemini, which is like the nosiest, childlike, <laughs> silly behavior where everything is interesting. Even the ones you don't believe in are interesting. <laughs> okay, this is great. And okay, I'm like, I want to run with what you're saying. And I want to rewind just a second for people who maybe only know a little bit about who they are in this whole astrological, astrological, there we go, <laughs> world. Um, they only know a little bit of their stars. Well, first off, how did you find it? It found me. It found you. I, you know, honestly, I was 10 years old. It's a joke. I mean, I came in with a very, very strong destiny line. I didn't get a vote. Once I realized I had a dream and they told me what I was and they gave me a whole download. And I was like, really? They told me I had no free will. They were like, and you're going to do astrology for the masses for the rest of your life. And I was like, excuse me, were you asking me or are you pushing me? And they're like, we're pushing you. Oh, I was like, okay, well, I guess. So I've been doing this. And, you know, I've worked with Madonna and I've worked with Sting and I've worked with Aaron Rodgers. And I've had some very famous people show up at my front door saying, we heard you're a really good astrologer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my birthday and my time of birth and, and where I was born. And what do you know about me? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, OK. OK. Now, for those that are like they only know their sign, how would you describe the rest of what's available in astrology. So what's confusing is your sun sign is your ego. It's just you're a Leo and that's a very predominant influence because look at the sun. It describes what you're going to wear sitting on your cup. It's everywhere. The sun sign is the most influential planet. Every plant just turns up and stares at the sun. Every flower just waits to kiss the sun. Like we are totally devoted. That's your ego. Do we really need a big bad ego? Well, I guess so. Then the second part is the rising sign is called the ascendant. It's what your it's your higher self. But they don't tell you that in regular astrology. They describe it as your body type. It's not. It is, but it's far more than that. In esoteric law. It's what you're supposed to grow into. And yours is Virgo, so you're really pretty. Virgo rising is the best body type, beauty wise, that you can possibly get. Oh, wow. Marilyn Monroe, Virgo rising, Elizabeth Taylor, Virgo rising, Julie Andrews, Virgo, all the yeah. classical feminine. Look how pretty you are. Uh, I, look, uh, I can't just tell you the truth. Come on. And then yeah. the moon, and then the moon is your emotional. Think of the moon being at night and your eyes are closed and it's ruling your dream time and it's ruling your emotional body. And it's really where you want to snuggle up and cuddle because it's late and dark. The moon is your inner world. So those are the three main players, the ego, which everyone has one. Raise your hand if you have an ego. Oh, look, everyone's raising their hand. Yep. The rising sign is the soul. Like, don't forget that you came in with a spiritual purpose. Nobody comes down here without if This is a very hard classroom. This is the <laughs> hardest place to come. And thank God for sex and love or we'd go home. Oh, that's right. And humor. Mm -hmm. My three favorite things, sex, love and humor. I would go home. And then the third is that lovely emotional body that is so human. And yours is also in a very beautiful spot. Did you know that your moon was in Taurus? Yes. That makes you it's exalted. It's the best placement you can have. Why? Because Taurus is solid. It's a tree. It's a rock. It's a tree, you know, very grounded. And the moon is the fastest. The, our emotional bodies are 
ridiculous how fast we go through moods and emotions. But when it's in Taurus, you're like, I got this. It does suggest that your parents had a hard marriage. So that's in your chart. Did they separate? Yes. My mother and father split when I was three. Yeah. It's a very young age separation. It's right here in the chart. Wow. So that describes a personality type who wanted then in exchange, a really good marriage. You were like, I am not going to do that again. Me? Yeah. I, that says that in the chart. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm determined. Yes, you are. (laughs) So what happens is you look at the sun, moon and rising. In this case, I can see the divorce of the parents. I can see that you have very high standards. Your soul is a purity machine. Like you can't stand fake. It makes your skin crawl. Am I right or am I right? You're right twice. (laughs) (laughs) Very right twice. And small talk is hard and doing the uh, like networking events and things like that where everyone's not showing who they really truly are because it's almost not acceptable. It's, It's like five minutes maybe with each individual person is not long enough to go deep enough. And so people are all kind of just scratching on the surface. And ugh. You are. Yeah. That's nails on a chalkboard for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. See. And so this is so good. You have a really strong um, fire chart. You have excessive. I've written a book called the missing element. And in the book, the, the it with on page 60 is a test, a five minute test where you figure out your elemental distribution. You need to know, no, there's no astrology in the book. Zero. It's just, personality type space in the elements and you would score very high on fire. You're like blunt. You like, you got to say it the way it is. You're like, how long is this conversation going to take before we get to the bottom line? <laughs> so when we started this podcast and you were like, I'm not real sure. I looked at the chart and went, you know what? We got no problem. You're just going to go straight to the bottom line. You're not going to be wasting any time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I tell my assistant, I thank you for giving me all this information before I go into this, but I just want you to know that this was for you and not necessarily for me. <laughs> Because you're so good at getting to the bottom note. Yeah, I have my friends too. So I facilitate a lot and I lead women's circles and experiences and all kinds of things. I am one of the two out of our group of friends that they can just hot potato. Lex, can you lead something? I'm like, you got it. And and our other friend, my other friend, Taylor, who's a Scorpio, both of us, we just really vibe well and we can be thrown an idea or a task and just run with it. And the rest of our friends, it makes them very uncomfortable. Right. Like the idea that the idea, like I have one friend that I'm like, I'm, I'll get on a pre-planning call, like a planning call for an event that's happening. And I'll sit and I'll go, I just want you to know that this is solely for you. (laughs) And she's like, thank you for entertaining me. Because if she doesn't have the notes and like the whole outline and everything understood, she can't do it. And I'm kind of like, what are we feeling today? I got it. You know, because your fire, fire is spontaneous. Think about fire. Yeah. You don't organize fire. It runs hot or it runs hot. It's yeah. no, there's no mystery about fire. We're going to have fun. We're going to start spontaneously. And whatever happens, it gets more exciting when you don't know what's happening. It's true. It's very true. And, and lots of people in my life makes them uncomfortable. The person who it doesn't make uncomfortable, who it impresses is my husband. Because he's fire. People of the same element automatically get along. People of opposite fire and water, it doesn't get along. So it's very important to know, to your point, we started with is compatibility is not opposites, but similarities. And they never tell you that. Wow. Okay. So the other important components of, of the chart, I'll just, is it cool to just call it the chart? 
Yeah, yeah. Other important components before we kind of dig in a little bit deeper, you know, for those who are might be noobs, they know the they know the the core three. I said a question. Yes. What <laughs> what would those other I don't know, maybe that's like too broad of a question because no, no, the no, other no, no. important great component. No, it's a great question. Okay, Here's great. the answer. So in it's so interesting because you and I have some similarities in our chart. The life lesson is Saturn. And you have Saturn and fire. Here we go again. So whatever, start with just the element. I make astrology very simple. Your life lesson is fire, which means being blunt, speaking to the unspeakable, saying the thing that no one else wanted to say because you knew it was supposed to be, but you're like, are you kidding? How am I not going to say this? So your gift this lifetime, according to Saturn is, especially in your family, like you disrupted everybody because you would be like, are you kidding you can't not, you're the girl that goes, the emperor has no clothes on. Look at his balls. And they're like, Alexa, what do you, what do you, why did you say that? <laughs> and you're like, well, everybody was thinking it. That's your purpose. This life that's Saturn. That mm-hmm. is the old man of the Zodiac. And he gave you an assignment. And the more in this lifetime that you create havoc or d- you disrupt, or you get unliked because you talk about sex too much, the happier everybody's going to be as far as your soul's concerned. Wow. Okay. So we're looking at Saturn. That's the most, I would say in my system, when you study with me, because everyone asks this question, what am I doing here? And you came to tell the truth. Mm. It's so wild to think that, you know, by the time this episode airs, we will have had a hundred episodes and nearly 300,000 downloads for the, for the show, which is amazing. And it's a whole team endeavor. You know, my CMO, Bryn, she's on the show a lot. My husband's on the show a lot. Our other team members are on the show every so often and they've gotten, my mom has been on the show. So we've had family, my husband's mom and aunt and uncle, they've all been on the show. We've talked about love and relationships and what it takes to, you know, like my mom and his mom have both been married five times. And so like we talk about it. They both had five marriages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And wait, 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 what did they say? I want to know what they said. Well, so my mom is episode one of my show and I. Like I had to enroll her because when I first got started saying that I wanted to do this work in the world, she more, more or less clammed up and was like, what are you going to speak about? You know, are you going to share things from inside our personal world, inside our family out loud? And my response was pretty much, yes, my perspective. <laughs> because you're Saturn's and Sag in the house of family. It's what I just said. Yeah. And so she, my whole family contracted when I first did this, because I also did it without much grace, which is something that I am perpetually learning to have. I can be the way that I want to be, but if I want to be the most effective, have more grace with it. And so I've learned, learned skills are softening the blunt and the bold. It's softening. So like, my initial internal reaction is pretty harsh usually, but the way that I move in the world so that I can get, so I can have the most effect is a, I'm learning to be softer and more gracious with it. But um, yeah, for my mom, eventually over time, she, she actually catered. So we're from New Orleans. Um, she catered some of my retreats and got to see me working in action. And she goes, you know, Lex, you really are helping these people's lives. You really helping them with their lives. I didn't know. And so she took herself out of it. And then fast forward, she's seeing that what, you know, we, the company is growing and what we're doing is she's getting a lot of reflection from people in her life that I'm doing good. And so she's on board now. And she told me, so her longest relationship happened at 50. 
So she was 49 when she met my current stepfather, name's Ernie, and we love, love, love him. And so she's 65, 66 now. So this is her longest relationship of her life happened at 50. Her, her real true love, support, relationship of her dreams happened at 50. And so I will shout that from the rooftops for everyone that like, this is what happened. This was my mother's reality. So, and if it can happen for her, it can happen for anyone. And someone who'd been married four times previously had all but just completely abandoned love and relationships after that. It was like, I'm never doing this again. But at the core of her, a hopeless romantic, just hoping for the right relationship to, you know, to, to someone to meet her and be a good match for her. And so my mom's also an Aries and so is my sister. (laughs) Wow. We got a lot of fire going on. So that's, that's the best story. Yeah. She's she's, right in your chart. You elicit from people, their stories. You've got Saturn opposite Venus. You love talking about relationship all day. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I think back on, you know, people who are listening to, you know, our dynamic conversation about astrology and charts and reading and all of that as a whole, but then you're also sharing pieces of what you see in the chart. People who are listening know a lot of what I'm affirming to you because I've spoken it. So they're, they're probably like goosebumps. Like I have goosebumps just saying that you're saying you've got such and such happening that happened in your world. And people listening are probably like, she does. (laughs) Cause they heard it, you know, which and is you should really have special. gone through a big change just two months ago. What happened two months ago? Two months was, ago. So if we're in April, March, February, did you make a shift in February? Hmm. Did you make, was there any big adventure? Yeah, I, so it was the, it wasn't in February. It was in March uh-huh. and I went to Peru. This is a big opening for you there. So, so the cool thing about you is you're so exposed. You're willing. This is so fire. You're willing. It's the same thing. I, when I see it, when all these famous people, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Sting or Madonna, they're all fire. I am too. And so fire people get overrated because we're so bigger than life. We expose ourselves. And then the water people are like, I can't say all that. I'm self-conscious. And we're like, well, that's why we're here. So if we're at the party and we say, let's, will you please show up? You just take over. And then the earth person goes, how can I help you? So we all have roles in this movie. And it's very important as an astrologer, one of my gifts and relationship is you let people be who they are. And don't you dare try changing them. Now tell that to women. Women love to change men. Yeah. Yep. Guilty. Honey, you need to eat this. You need to drink that. You need to take this class. And you're like, did you want to ask me? Not really. I'm just telling you what to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Guilty, even though I call myself out typically in real time for doing it. Yes. That's a really good sign that you're aware enough. So in astrology, you become self-aware. It's the Mm. game. The name of the game in astrology is the more awareness I have about myself. I call it intimacy. Intimacy is into me. I see. Right. I I made it up. So the more I know me, the more I know me, And I know my preferences and my style and my way of being, and I'm comfortable. I just, I have this wonderful friend that just flew in today from Hawaii. And he was like, you have to make sure you're ready for the podcast. And I said, don't you know me? I'm always on time. Like one of my personality traits is high value. I as an astrologer, I worship time, but until if I'm with someone who's a late person all the time, I write straight up, say, here's how I, but I don't want you to be different. Just I'm going to lie to you to make sure you come on time. <laughs> well, does my chart say I'm the opposite? 
Well, you have a dream equality. You, I mean, you, you live in a very unique world where you, you create your own reality. You are not someone to follow. It's not one of your strong suits. You're a very strong individual who follows the wind, not the wind, but your impulses. Yeah, for sure. So we've spoken about it on the show, especially my husband and I, that we have a little bit of a fun Dom sub dynamic that happens whenever we're trying to be on time for something because I lose all sense of time, space, whatever. I completely don't miscalculate how long it takes me to do pretty much absolutely anything. And I have been this way since I have come on this earth. And for some reason, Jordan seems to think that he can wring this out of me. And I look at him very hopelessly where I, when I'm five minutes late getting in the car and he's just like, I don't understand. I go, I don't either. I don't. You can just tell him you've got a lot of Gemini. You're very whimsical. You're doing more than one thing at a time. You multitask. Yeah. Which sometimes is really ineffective for getting things done at a particular time or done by a particular time. Yeah. You don't have time, but I do. And this is the thing. People have different ways of being. And what is astrology for? And this is why it's so important for children. Oh, wow. If you let people be who they are. Now, can they change? Yes. And in my book, The Missing Element, you figure out, oh, I'm missing earth. I can't do money. And then there's instructions of what you do to cultivate earth because you can't live this life without water, your emotional body. It's not going to be juicy if you don't know how to cry. Air, if you can't communicate and you don't know how to be in a really deep conversation with transparency, there goes intimacy. And earth, if you can't really be responsible for your taxes and cleaning and organizing, good luck with success. And fire, if you don't know how to have fun, ew. (laughs) Without an orgasm, go home. Our favorite place to shop for crystal glass, and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, Yoni eggs, prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with are plush, velvety, waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough to add to your collection, visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code THATSEXCHICK, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. Right? I mean, it's so, it sounds so simple when you describe it that way. <laughs> You know, because whenever you look up a chart, generally speaking, you look up a chart, it's like all these lines and numbers and symbols and all of that. And I teach it so simply. And you start with the four elements. I make it so it's a sixth grade level, bite-sized bits. You finish the class and you're like, I just fell in love with my chart. Like at first you're like, what does that thing mean? I have your chart. Do you want to see it? Me? Yeah. Oh, sure. If you let me share my screen, your chart is sitting right here. Okay, great. I will give you permissions. And those that are listening, I'll have to share it. Whenever this podcast goes live, I'll share my chart. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just a great thing to be able to still won't let me. Yep, I'm Uh going to do it for you now. 
great co-host. Okie dokie. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Here we yeah. go. Here we go. I can share my chart and you can share your chart. Okay. Let's pull this up a little wider. Okay. Wow. There we go. And pull it down a little bit more. There we go. So this is the sun right here, the circle and the dot. It's, it says sun and Leo. Mm-hmm. There you go. And there's the moon in Taurus right over yeah. here. And that big red line told me your parents separated at a very young age. Wow. That was my clue. Then the rising sign, which is called AC, is three degrees of Virgo right here. And then this big red line here in the middle, mm-hmm. this is Venus, what you love so much, Gemini talking, and it's opposite Venus. It has to have a purpose. You cannot talk without a purpose. And then last year, remember I told you about Jupiter being on the top of your chart? It looks like a four because it's giant. It's four, 10 times bigger than Earth. You were born with Jupiter right on the top of the chart, which tells me that's my clue that you are funny. <laughs> A little tid, little tid, but you love joy. Like oh, okay. you live, you live for humor. And I'm kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can hear it. I can, you know, the, the like little me. wit, the little banter, a little quirk. Yeah. That's for you know, family. I took a, a stand up comedy class thinking I was funny and I wasn't funny. That was just, <laughs> I'm only funny when I don't try. But when they told me, I was like, this is not working. Yeah. Putting structure around your. Yeah. 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 No, we do spontaneous. We're, we're fire. Oh, like improv. I yeah. 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 That thing of making me repeat the same joke. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that was pretty simple. If those are the main components and then. It's so simple. And I teach it in the way that people have to, I call it applied astrology. So it's not just theory. I can't stand just theory. I'm like, where does it, the tires hit the ground? Oh, her life lesson is Sagittarius. If I, if you learn nothing else, but your function is to take us into discomfort by speaking to truth. Does that not make you feel better? That feels like home. Exactly. It's where you live. Yeah. It's where I live. But I mean, of course, thinking about me as a a young woman or any person who hears this kind of information, uh, maybe a little bit later in life or where just as an adult, you know, think back on for me, I'll just use myself as an example. I look back on my life and I look back on my childhood and I look back at all the times that I was so incredibly misunderstood and I can look back and in retrospect in those, in those times I would shame myself, wish I was different, which I wish that I showed up differently, wish that I was more agreeable, wish that I could just follow what I was told live in the box because that would have, it would have been easier. It also would be easier in my life if I like tomatoes and onions, but I don't. And so that messes up every single time I go to a restaurant, but that's besides the point. So, you know, I look back and Can I just, have tomatoes and onions. yeah, I just, I, I look back and, and now from this place, you know, 33, almost 34 years old, I can look back on this little, little me in the past and go, it's okay. You're okay. You were always meant to be this way. And you know, kind of retroactively or retrospectively give love and even more grace, which I've learned over time to that younger version of me, which is still inside of me, you know? And so that's really, really special. And so if some stars and some words and some lines and some charts help me do that, what can it help, you know, people who are listening, what can it help them do? That's life-changing. Some stars and some words and some lines and some charts. <laughs> that sounds like a poem. <laughs> I can give you stars, words, charts, and poems. Yes, exactly. And green eggs and ham. 
And I, that too. And I've trained, there's 20 astrologers on my site that do readings that are really rigorously trained. So if you go to my website and you do work with me, you will see 20 women that have been through the whole program. There's three levels. So you go to the first level, you do a psychological entrance into yourself and it's fascinating. The second level is you learn how to do a reading. And the third level is you become an astrologer. And I've helped so many women get a career where they're making a hundred, even 200,000 a year because they're so good at looking at the stars and the lines and the charts and, the, and the they words. can help people in the words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a thousand percent. And I look at this as so in our company, we call it a support squad. And it's one of the first things that we work with people on is who's in your support squad. Um, and so working with us, we ask, have you worked with a therapist? Have you worked with coaches in the past? Have you done programs? Who are your spiritual teachers and what are the modalities you look to, to learn more about yourself? Do you have an astrologer, a sound healer or someone who does Reiki someone, you know, so I like, I like the balance of having the more of the earth therapy structured, you're talking about your past and all that. And the coach who's looking at your future and what you want to create in the future. And then the people who like help to alchemize the stuff inside of the system and somatic practitioners. And I oftentimes will have astrologers in there too. So it's like, who are you, who are you fully being supported by? And you know, someone could just like have this dissonance in their life where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. And they might come to us because if the the presenting symptom is lack of sex and pressure from a partner or pressure from themselves or something like that. And I go, okay, great. We're going to work on this thing. But there's so many other pieces and parts to you that if we just address the sex itself, that might get you a little somewhere. But if you support your whole system and you really crack it open and you learn even more about yourself, then it's tra- it's f- properly transformational moving into the future. Yes. This I mean, you, just, you just gave me a very good sales pitch right there. And the thing about astrology, Carl Jung, who was the very first psychiatrist in the world, him and Freud, he was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology because astrology just takes you right to the bottom note really quickly. Like, here's who you are. Here's the potential. Here's your free will. Here's the high road. Here's the low road. And here's the timing Mm -hmm. of when things are going to change. Two months ago, you went and had a big journey. It's right there in the chart. Yeah. It's incredible. So for me, astrology and human design, which I think also bases somewhat off of astrology, right? Of course. And gene keys. Everything is astrology is the oldest science on earth. Oldest science. Yes. So I'm like just starting to learn about the gene keys, but that is like a giant book. So one day. Astrology uh, is so simple. I gene keys are amazing. And so is human design. I like astrology because it's so well-worn. Like it's so familiar. If I say Leo, you know, it's, it's in our zeitgeist. It's in our collective unconscious. And that's what makes me like when people come and they know nothing and they leave after six weeks going, my kid. Now I get him. Right. He's a kid that doesn't talk. He has no air. Of course he doesn't talk. Well, why are you pressuring him? Yeah, that's big. So I'm curious, what are some of the common presenting things people share with you when they want to learn more about their chart? What is usually on their heart or on their mind? The first thing is you named it was the self-judgment. Like there's an unless critic who I always wonder who pays that guy who's saying mean things. There's one, two, they can't figure out their dad. They just never got 
along with their mom. They never got along with their husband. They've been married for 12 years and it's gone flat. And that th- we just, people fall in love right in front of me. It's really, that's what happens. So they come with a, a range, but in the end, they all fall in love. What are we drinking, you little Leo? Mushroom latte. A mushroom latte. Is it really mushrooms? Yeah, it's a, it's actually the brand that sponsors the podcast. It's called Everyday Dose and it's cacao and mushrooms and a little bit of coffee bean extract and L-theanine. What does it do to you? I drink it now instead of coffee. It helps with anxiety. For me anyway, coffee eventually started kind of frying my nervous system. And so I switched. I cannot, I cannot do coffee. I Ooh. used to think, I mean, I love it. And I used to think that I could do coffee, but over time I realized I have a lot of, which I'm sure you can see in the chart, I have a lot of big emotions. Um, I'm not afraid of them and I'm very fiery. And so adding stimulants into my system just completely overdoes it. I would, I started eventually drinking coffee and then by like midday, so much pressure on my chest and my shoulders. So I, but I still like a warm drink, you know, in the morning. And so this is like a side promo for our sponsor, Everyday Dose. <laughs> oh, the Everyday Dose? Yeah, it's called Everyday Dose. Mu- Write it down. There you go, mushroom latte. It's tasty. You know, I froth my milk, I put my stevia in it. I, I love this. Froth story. it up. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. I am, I am twice your age, a little bit more like your mom's age. And I have kept my health by doing just what you're doing. Mm. It's been one of my highest priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So can you see things like sex and love and health in a chart? I see things. Um, I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) I I can see, well, I could see the divorce in your family. I could see, um, I I don't know that I could say sex and health. There are different eras for sure that people get healthier and less healthy. That's true. There are cycles that we go through. Um, sex and health and sex and health. What was the third one? You can just go with sex and health. (laughs) It's not something I tend to be, my astrology is psychological. So I tend to be, although I can see the predictive tools, I'm much more focused on personality assessment and helping people fall in love with themselves. That's really my specialty. Okay. So I'm, yeah, it's less like there are certainly astrologers who can prophesize and that is a function of astrology, but I'm really based on what's your purpose. Why is this personality trait annoying to you? And what's the timing? Like two months ago, you're going to go through an opening. Like there's those windows that I can definitely see. For sure. Okay, great. Well, so it's not like Oh, here's where you're going to have this kind of sex. It's not, not like that. It's how it's possibly ways to look at yourself and open to yourself that then lead to certain types of sex or the ways that you're interacting with yourself might be holding you back in certain areas, which is really a refreshing approach, even though you've been doing it for 45 years, I'm hearing of it now because, you know, I have friends in this spiritual community, it's broad and I mostly have, um, I can mostly entertain the conversation. I mean, who doesn't love learning about themselves? You know, that's always fun. You know, I'll have a friend that's like, oh my gosh, send me your chart. And then they, when they look at it, they give me all this kind of all over abstract information. And I'm like, cool. 
you know, where it's like, oh, you, this, that, and the other, and it's kind of out there. And so what I really love about your approach and the way that you're communicating and, you know, partnering Super it really with practical. psychology is that you can practically use this information. That's why my school is called Applied Astrology. Yeah, It's not theory. It's not woo-woo. It's yeah. practical application of how you get along with, first of all, what's her name? And then what's his name? And then those little, and then those little people that seem to come and sleep in your bed. <laughs> to know who they are and yeah. facilitate them. I've always thought, what if I did it in a school once I had a whole school that gave my son was at school and they exchanged for this very expensive private school. They hired me to work with every single teacher. And what that was like was amazing. So I have two remaining questions. One and this is just because I'm curious, like, you know, uh, what has been the most interesting chart? If you have one that comes to mind, one of the most interesting collection of things, what would really stand think, out to you? I think Aaron Rodgers, who has five planets in Sagittarius all in the eighth house. Do you know who Aaron Rodgers is? I do. Yes. It was such a great memory because when I, he didn't believe in any of it. And when I first walked in and sat down with him, he was like, are you inside my head? Like, cause you can imagine what it is to be a quarterback. You pull your arm back and then you throw it over there. And then there's a lot of factors. And there's a lot, there's, he's just, he was extremely intellectual, which I would never have suspected looking at this big giant football player. So that was a shocking, radical opening to see a man. And he's on my um, in my star library, I have a library where I've done many interviews with a lot of famous people. And he's in there. Um, so there's something that you can go learn about, but it was just shocking to see how much fire he had. Wow. Five minutes. And, yeah. Lots and lots of fire, which makes sense. And an athlete would be running around that field with, you know, bump into me and I won't get hurt to the fire sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to envelop you in my flames. Bye. Great. Okay. So that was my one question. Then my second question is what would you, what is your hope for people that might be listening to this and they're really curious about this now and going to look at this maybe in a new or unique way or go beyond their you know knowing their core 3 if they know their core 3 uh what is your hope for people you know in sharing the message like coming on to a podcast you know typically we're talking about sex love and relationships and I would I would count this, I would consider this conversation under the relationship bucket and relationship with self. And then of course, relationship with others. Um, so what would be your hope for people in maybe just learning about this for the first time or being curious? Well, my, about it for my, the first time? well it's, it, we kind of walked over that story about the school, but my dream is that people look at their children and understand the uniqueness first of their self and then their children. And that my prayer, my hope is that people fall in love with who they are, that they really do realize that you're not a mistake. You weren't pushed on the bus. It's a volunteer position to be here and that there really is an opportunity here for evolution. If you fall in love with you, the whole of your reality starts to get shiny. And when you're shiny, because we're in such difficult times, the ecology and what's going on politically and what's going on economically, what's going on with the gas prices, we're just driving by going, what? It's $5 in Hawaii for a gallon of gas. It's like, what? So this crazy world is existing, but you have the internal capacity to give yourself permission to be the healing agent that you are. And in doing so, you can provide 
unbelievable leadership by an example. And that's my prayer. Everyone that gets their chart and they feel so much better about themselves when they're done. Mm, yummy, 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 yummy. So if people want to learn more about themselves through you and your school or your work or your practitioners, how would they find you? It's just three words, DebraSilbermanAstrology.com. You can go on my Instagram. There's a hundred thousand people there and my Facebook. There's a hundred thousand people there on my mailing list. There's a hundred people seem to be right now starving for astrology. Yeah. Yeah. I think people I'm so glad I was the first on your podcast doing astrology. Yeah, me too. And I, like I said, I really love this approach too, because I find it to be very, very digestible for people who maybe are like, I'm not into that woo shit, you know? Because I think, I think that I, I for sure play a role, a very particular role. Um, I have colleagues that are in sex, love and relationships and they are like later today, I'm going to have a podcast interview with someone who specializes in male sexuality, specifically working with the prostate and erectile dysfunction. So I don't do that specifically, but that person does that. So they're experts in that and working with that particular thing. And so, you know, I have, I have conversations with people that are like, it's way like they're the, they're the far end of the spectrum, but maybe my listeners wouldn't immediately jump to them. So I'm the bridge between making that thing really digestible and acceptable. And I feel like, which I don't know how you feel about a gangbang, but we had a gangbang episode and I funnily enough was able to have a conversation about gangbangs that people then responded back to me and were like, I had no idea that that could look like that. And now I think I want that. And I'm like, if I can turn that topic into something that everyday people can consider, then I'm winning is how I feel about it. And so, you know, there's so many people that I come, that I interact with that might be listening to the show that are just curious about themselves. And when it comes to like woo stuff or spiritual stuff or astrology, they'd be like, oh, it's just not for me. You know, I'm of the earth or whatever. It's just not for me. So my hope is that I'm able to be a bridge in this regard too. And it's just, these are tools. And at times I think it can get a little bit overwhelming if it's a new system that someone's trying to learn. But you were proactive with that and created this applied version that allows for people to come in, learn the sixth grade level, run away with all pretty much everything they need to know, unless they want to keep going. And then they get to the eighth grade and they get to college and then they become a teacher. I have all these mentors. We have a school where I've trained people how to teach the material and all over the world. We're just turning into a Spanish speaking. The book is just getting translated in August. That's incredible. Yeah. And so then imagine those people, I'm sure that you've imagined it over many years. That's how it all happened. Right. And that it's My imagination. That's imagination's function. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine in the school system, eventually the children will get raised with permission. Like you're a Leo and you have Taurus, right? Taurus moon. We need to give her permission to do it her way. Cause she doesn't want to have anyone telling her what to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you have these people that maybe they don't want to become a professional astrologer, but they become professional in their lives. And so they essentially, and, uniqueness, yeah, right. and they affect change in their family. And one of my, one of my, uh, dear friends and a mentor of my husband and I, she describes relationship as you hire this person to help you become, you know, the greatest version of yourself that you can be, that they're consistently mirror to you. And she uses the metaphor of Michelangelo looking at the marble and, and 
he basically saying, you know, where David was going to come out of the marble. And he said, I just looked at the marble and I scraped away everything that wasn't David. And that's what your, and that's what your partner is for you. That they see this hunk of marble and they scrape away everything that isn't you. And then what's left is your magnum opus. And so I, I just, I love, I love that. And I love the idea that, you know, especially looking at astrology, you can help learn, learning these things about, you know, your significant other and yourself, you're able to help each other scrape away the things that aren't them and encourage them to be, That's you know, the whole their point. magnum opus. So mag- I love that story. I'm helping scrape away everything that's not you. Yeah. Well, Miss Deborah, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with everyone. It's so juicy. And I hope I encourage everyone to reach out to get the more practical version of astrology. And for all every day, you know, you can do every day on Instagram. There's a video that comes out. Yeah. And you can watch the 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 moon, the report of where the weather is today and start paying attention. Look up. We can't live this life anymore based on this. We are in a big way going extinct as we've known reality. So we've got to look up at the true and tried, which is astrology that's lasted forever. It will continue to last forever. Agreed. 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 I've had so many people reach out, Oh, you know, periodically and ask what the rest of my chart was. And so here you go, everyone listening. I did a whole episode for you. Now you know the behind the scenes. Check out Miss Deborah. It's Deborah Sil- Silverman, astrology.com. Yes. Yes. I'm certainly going to go there, check it out a little bit further, and see what the rest of my stars have to say about my life and me. And then, of course, bring that into my love and in my relationship and in my purpose, et cetera. Again, thank you, Miss Deborah. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.